This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. You know, there are certain questions that only certain people can ask. Rabbi Yitzhak Berkowitz, my Rebbe, he says, you know, if you think about a person who's really sitting and learning all day long, the idea of staying up the night of Shuas really doesn't seem to make much sense. You stay up, you learn for three and a half, four hours, you're half falling asleep. You're exhausted beyond. Shachar starts. You have the whole Yantif Davening. You have Rus. You have Akdamas. You have so many things packed into one tefillah. By the time you get out of shul, it's 9, 10 o'clock in the morning. You're exhausted beyond. You sleep half the day. Instead of learning five, six, seven hours on Yantif afternoon, you sleep half the day. And then the night comes. You're up but you're tired. You don't want to be thrown off your schedule. So you end up going back to sleep. The next day you're exhausted and it takes you a few days to recover from staying up one night of Shavuos. Why is it worth this investment that Klal Yisrael has adapted since the days of the B.C. Yisif? It's a great question. I, for one, every year, I'm falling apart. I am tired. It's taking me so long to recover from staying up this one night. It's just such an unnatural thing for most of us to do. One of my favorite concepts, something that I try to think about on a daily basis, something that I once learned from Revel Yilapian in his Sefer, Leveliyo. You know, he says that when Kali Yisrael came to Har Sinai, they very famously said, said the words, Nasa Venishma. And it's brought down, the Medrash says, that Hashem said at that moment, Mi Gila Raz Ze Labanai. Who told this secret to my sons, to my children, to Kla Yisrael? Who told this to them? Shemalache Hashares Mishtamshin Bai. These are the words of the angels. These are things that Malachim say. Who told them the secret? How do they know the words Nasavinishma? And Ravayalapian says, What does that mean? This is something that the Malachim say. The Malachim don't have the Torah. They don't have to keep anything. What does that mean? These are the words that the Malachim use. And Revel Yilapian says a fascinating, incredibly potent and powerful idea. He says that every single person has ideas. We have inspiration. We get up in the morning. We think we're going to do something great and big. And we set our minds to it. And we want to learn all day long. And we want to do chesed. And we want to daven. And we want to give tzedakah. And we want to make a lot of money. And we want to be great husbands. And we want to be great parents. There's so many things that we want to do on a daily basis. And then we don't. Why not? Because I'm too tired. Because I didn't have enough time. Because I had other obligations. We want to, but we don't. Why not? Because we have excuses. We have reasons. We have things which sideswipe us. They come into our lives and we didn't see that coming. We didn't realize we were going to get caught up with this today. We didn't realize we'd be so tired. We didn't realize we'd get sick. We didn't realize we'd have the flu, corona, a cold, a man cold, whatever it may be. We didn't realize we were going to have that today. So we thought we were going to. We wanted to. We planned for it just didn't happen. Why not? Because we're human. And because we're human, we get thrown off track. Because we're human, we have limitations. The idea of I'll try is a great idea. Give me something to do, I'll try. If it fits into my schedule, I'll do it. If I'm able to do it, I'll do it. 
Kali Yisrael was standing by her Sinai. And they're thinking, Hashem wants to give us the Torah. What's the most romantic thing you could say right now? It's not, I'll try. The most romantic thing you could say when you're entering into a relationship is, I'm going to do it. It's not a question of, I'll try to do it. It's not a question of, if this fits into my schedule, I'll do it. It was an expression of, the malachim have no physical limitations. There's nothing that they cannot do. Absolutely nothing. If they set their minds to doing it, because that is the Ratzon Hashem, Hashem gives them a directive, it's already done. Why is it already done? Because they have no physical limitations. They're never tired. They're never cranky. They're never sick. They never have something else on the agenda. As we learn from Avram Avinu and the Malachim, a Malach has one goal. Whatever his job is today is his only goal. And he carries it out. And he gets it done. Because there are no excuses at all. There's no physical limitations. There's no tiredness. There's no bad weather. It gets done. Kla Yisrael is standing at Har Sinai. And Hashem says, are you interested in getting the Torah? And Kla Yisrael says, Nasa v'nishma. Hashem, it is done. If you give me something to do, I will do it. There's no limitations whatsoever. I was thinking about this idea and it struck me that at night, a lot of us, we lay in bed and maybe have a young baby and the baby starts crying. And most spouses turn to the other spouse and they go, hey, honey, I think the baby's crying. And they go, yeah, I'm not sure if I hear the baby crying. <laughs> do you hear the baby crying? I'm not sure if I hear the baby crying. And if you do get up and you go downstairs to your baby, you sort of just like plop down the steps. You know, you're dragging your feet, you're slapping it. You get up, you're like, okay, shah, baby, what do you need? You take care of the baby. And then you go back upstairs and you're just like half exhausted. In the morning, you can't even remember if that happened. But imagine you're sleeping and in the middle of the night, you hear a thump, a crash, and you hear your baby screaming fell out of the crib, fell out of its bed and shrieking on top of its lungs. You fly down those stairs with such clarity, with such energy that there's, you don't come down there and go, uh, what happened? You're like, what happened? Oh, we need a tzala? We need something? Ice? Water? What do we need? Because your brain clicks on, you get an adrenaline rush that this is something that I need to do right now. It's not a question of if, it's not a question of, oh, the baby needs a bottle, a pacifier. No, this has to get done now. You will get it done. Nase v'nishma means no excuses, no limitations. It will get done. There are no limits whatsoever. There's a man whose name I won't mention, but he became one of the most decorated, decorated and famous Navy SEAL to ever go through the BUDS training to become a Navy SEAL, a frogman. When he started off his life, he was over 300 pounds around the age 18. He's 18 years old. He's about 300 pounds. 
and he turned around his life. He became a Navy SEAL and he went on to become a very big motivational speaker. And when they asked him how he did it, he said, you were 300 pounds. You were working as a janitor, working like sweeping restaurants after hour, after hours. How did you become a Navy SEAL? To become a Navy SEAL, you know, when I was younger, I used to tell, tell people like, I could imagine becoming a Navy SEAL. Like I had no clue what I was talking about. Like the idea of a Navy SEAL is you get up in the morning and you run like 15 miles before you even wake up, you know, with a hundred pounds of gear on your back. The idea of a Navy SEAL, these men are so pushed beyond their mental and physical limits. I didn't even know what I was saying. And this guy, like they said to him, what were you even thinking? Like, were you drunk thinking like you're going to become a Navy SEAL? And he said one concept, one term that has stuck with me as such a powerful, potent lesson for life. He said, you know how I became a Navy SEAL? He says, I was over 300 pounds. I was huge. I couldn't move. I was out of breath. I felt like I was going to become like a diabetic and just be like one of these huge guys who just wouldn't have anything in life. And he says, there was one thing that, that I realized when I was like in that low state of mind. He says that if you want to become great, you have to practice the uncomfortable. You don't like getting up early? Get up early. You don't like sweeping? sweep. You don't like making your bed? Make your bed. You don't like the cold? Cold? Get out into the cold. You don't like the heat? Get out into the heat. You're running five miles? Run six miles. Whatever you're doing, practice the uncomfortable. That is the secret to greatness because then the uncomfortable becomes natural and then there's another layer of uncomfortability that you can push yourself to do. That's how we went from being 300 pounds to the most decorated Navy SEAL. Practice the uncomfortable. When I was engaged, I remember I got engaged pretty quickly to my wife, Baruch Hashem, based on a bracha from Rabdan Sagal. I got engaged very, very quick. And then right after the engagement, I remember waking up and I was like, is this real? Is this like a reality? I'm engaged. I was so excited. And we had to go visit, get a ring because we didn't, I didn't even have a ring when we proposed. <laughs> I had to go get a ring and visit all my siblings who live like different cities and we were traveling around. And I remember we went on like an 18-hour date from early, like 9 o'clock in the morning all the way to late, late at night. And we came back at night, finally getting back to Brooklyn. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, we just spent so many, so many, so many hours together. I could, like another hour, another hour, who else do we need to go visit? Who else do we, like what else do we need to take care of? There's such an excitement. You're not looking at your clock. You're not looking at your watch. You're not thinking, what time is it? You're just so excited to be here. It's not even uncomfortable. It's, it's just natural. There's an excitement in the ear. And Rabbi Yitzhak Berkowitz, my Rebbe, he says, Shavuos was when we got the Torah. What does that mean we got the Torah? It doesn't mean I'll try. It means I'm so excited to be in this relationship with you, Hashem. I'm sick with love. I'm sick with love. I'm so excited. I'm on a date with you. I'm engaged to you. I'm married to you, Hashem. Hashem stood with us and he said, I'm the chassan, you're the kala, here's the tayra, here's the Eid and malachim, here's the ksuba. What? We're married? Then I'm not looking at my watch. I'm not thinking if I could or if I can't. Shavuos is a reaffirmation of our relationship reaffirmation that this relationship we are sick with love for this relationship we don't look at our clocks we just stay up and learn as an expression of 
I can't sleep tonight. It, how could you sleep? It just doesn't make sense. Tonight's the night we got married. Tonight's the night we remember what it means to be married. Tonight's the night we're going on another date. It's our anniversary. I'm not coming back at 8.30, 9 o'clock at night because that's what we always do because we have to get to sleep because I have work tomorrow because I have all these things that I have to take care of. No, it's our anniversary. Can we celebrate our anniversary? Remember what that relationship felt like right when we got engaged, right when we got married? Nobody goes to their own wedding and then looks at the clock and goes, okay, it's 10 o'clock, got to go to sleep now. It's 10 o'clock, it's 11 o'clock, it's 12 o'clock, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. The barchen is coming on, the mitzvah times goes to 3, 4, 5 o'clock in the morning. It's an expression of, I'm not focused, I'm not limited by anything because I'm so excited to be here. When you're excited to be in a relationship, that's what makes the relationship solid. That's what makes the relationship grow. Because when you push yourself, you see your capabilities within that relationship that you do things that you've never done before and that becomes natural. And then you do the next thing because that becomes natural as well. Shavuos is not about figuring out how we can maximize the amount of hours that we learn. That's not what Shavuos is about. Shavuos is about remembering our relationship with Hashem and reaffirming for ourselves, reawakening within us that emotion that seared through Yisrael at that moment that we said Nasa Vinishma. And at that moment, Hashem said, Mi gila ra How did you know? That the Malachim say this. What do the Malachim say? It's done. I'm not limited. I'm not tired even. I am excited. So this year, whether we're quasi back in shul, whether we're all the way back in shul, whether we're sitting in our own houses in quarantine, wherever we may be, wherever we are in the world, this relationship is between us and ourselves and how we relate to the Torah and how we relate to Hashem and how we celebrate with ourselves the idea, Shechelas Ahava Ani. I am sick with love. I am sick with love. The ability to learn and daven and get close to Hashem and be a Yid and be a Jew and do all the things that we need to do. We should just all be gebenched and be able to see and experience that uplifting, incredible thing that we felt so many years ago. And if we take the time to experience that once again, we're going to find that our learning will change even though it's not as many hours as we normally can get in, but our learning will change because our relationship, our brains will have changed throughout Shavuos. Be gebenched and have a great Yom Tif. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.